Welcome in. Glad to have you. Bill Michaels Show. On the air on uh, Groundhog Day. And uh, it's Groundhog Day in so many different ways. So many different ways. Um, <laughs> you've got uh, the Jets and all the rumors and uh, the possibilities and such going on right now that, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Jet. Uh, you've got uh, many different things happening when it comes to Devontae Adams, who's lobbying hard to bring Rodgers to, to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Um, so uh, he'd like to like to be there. Derek Carr, obviously, out in Las Vegas. Well, you don't hear anything about him at all um, going on right now. That's for darn sure. Uh, in the meantime, uh, you've got uh, the Jets. Uh, they're going to try to make a move to get Rodgers this season, and that's been further confirmed by all the rumors going on down in Mobile, Alabama. Uh, General Manager Joe Douglas admitting to people in the league that the franchise is going to go all out in an attempt to bring Rodgers to uh, to New York. And they say that makes the most sense. And uh, they're desperate. You know, Zach Wilson, you know, he's not what they thought he would be. So they uh, need somebody to come in. And uh, the owner, Woody Johnson's comments not long ago said they would be willing to pay whatever it is necessary for the quarterback to come in and help them. So that's going on. You got just so much, so much spinning right now. And you wake up and you go, oh, okay, it's just another day. It's just another day. We'll talk with uh, Ross Tucker. Love Ross Tucker, a part of the Ross Tucker podcast. And uh, we, we love to get uh, Ross on. He's such a good analyst. You hear him on the Westwood One broadcast, working the sidelines and such. And he's just so good. So um, we love talking to him. So we're going to talk with Ross Tucker coming up here uh, a little bit later on today. So uh, look forward to that. Look, Just put that on your calendar. Look forward to that. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to uh, find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Um, ben Kenny producing the program today, as always. Ben, how are you doing this morning? Good. Happy Groundhog Day again. Yeah. Um, some people are saying no volume on the law, law, uh, the live stream. Um, I don't know what to tell you. Everybody else is getting it, so I can see it. I don't know what to tell you. So uh, you have to probably turn up your own computer, just an FYI. Um, so, yeah, happy Groundhog, Groundhog Day. Puxatawney Phil seeing his shadow and all that crap. And, what a you fraud. Know, yada, yada, yada. Whatever. I'll be that guy today. Yeah, whatever. I hate Puxatawney Phil. <laughs> Why? Why do you hate Puxatani? What do he ever do to you? He's just, he, he's a fraud. Okay. Um, Just Ben hates Puxatani Phil. Uh, got Adam Schefter after speaking with multiple teams about their defensive coordinator position. Vic Fangio has decided to join the Dolphins as their defensive coordinator and officially will accept the position in Miami after the uh, Super Bowl. So there you go. So Vic Fangio now heading to Miami be part of the Dolphins organization. So what is there today, Ben? Well, there's... I mean, in reality, other than the <laughs> fact that Pebble Beach is trying to trying to remake the eighth hole because of Jordan Spieth's big shot. Which is good, I, I think. Not to get into what else it, but is there? I, I mean, it's we say it's Groundhog Day, but it literally is. And I don't know what to make of, like, I believe the report from Mobile, and they said from the Shrine Bowl, too. Like, uh -huh. there are personnel people there. If 
Douglas is that outward and he's literally parading around saying they're going to go all out to do it. I, right. I I believe that. It doesn't seem like some back channel weird report. I don't know what to make of it though. Because I don't think that matters. I um there there's so much <sighs> We had a great conversation last night, Mike Clemens and I, um, and really picked Mike's brain about some things. And we got into the discussion about the defense, about Joe Barry, about Rodgers and what Rodgers wants to do and how things sometimes are made more complicated than they really are. And then, you know, again, the comments coming out of McAfee. And I find it interesting that... Rogers, when he says, yeah, you know, there's been some talk or, you know, I don't know the specific quote, Ben, I'm sure you have it there where he says, yeah, there, apparently there's been some discussions uh, that I have not been a part of. And that's concerning. He called it interesting. 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 And I said yesterday, I said, well, what if Woody Johnson has all of his people from the Jets calling Brian Gutekinst saying, we'll do whatever. And Gutekinst is saying, hey, how you guys doing? You know, that's a conversation saying, hey, Aaron hasn't made his mind up yet. We're not we're not there. So, you know, when he does, we'll we'll let you know. But, uh, you know, as of right now, no, we don't have anything going on. I mean, is that a conversation that he needs to be a part of? No. I mean, I again, I don't know the details of what's been said over the phone. We don't we don't know. But it, it's it's a it's everybody searching for something. Something to latch on to. You know, something to latch on to. And I think it's a lot of spin. And again, I'm a big believer in whether there's smoke, there's fire. I'm a big believer in that. In this case, I don't know if I do. I don't know if that's the direction they're headed. I mean, Adam Schefter saying that they they are very open to trading Aaron Rodgers. Um, I I don't know what the exact quote was. Was it prefer to trade Aaron Rodgers or something like that, or some kind of you know one word that put it out there? Like, yep, they're 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 getting rid of him. They want to get rid of him, and and that is nothing from what we've heard from Brian Gutekunst at the end of the season press conference. His his stance was, one, well, you know, Aaron's going to, you know, make his decision, and we're going to give him that time. And two, we want Aaron back. Three, Aaron gives us the best chance to win. Rogers said himself that when he, you know, when he comes back, if he comes back, that the number that is on the books right now is not the number that is going to be there at the beginning of the season because he knows that's a, a too, the number's way too high. They can't put enough team around you with that number being what it is. So it, there was there was a lot of indicators there that there's he's going to go away for a little bit and then, you know, make his decision and come back. And I, I don't know where all of a sudden all of this is spinning and coming from. And every day it's just a new take on the same thing. I I, I mean, you know, I'm sure there's something out there and I'm sure – you know, general managers are talking and personnel are talking and such at the senior bowl and and such. But I, you know, I, I have seen and read nothing new that gives a quote other than the Jets saying, we'll do whatever it takes to get a good quarterback or Aaron Rodgers here. I have yet to see anything else 
that would indicate, at least from the Packers' perspective, that they're even open to trading him at this point. Have you? No, but it's Groundhog Day, so this is what we do. Because I, right. I, I was sitting back for the last six minutes when you were talking. It feels like the conversation we've had, not every day for the past two weeks, but every day for the past three three years, three off-seasons, right. whenever they're right. not playing football. So, it, like, it's a true until something happens. We don't truly know. But I will say there is increasingly more and more smoke where it doesn't just feel like someone throwing gas on a fire to make a story compared to maybe last year when there was a higher chance he'd be back. But this year it it feels like there's more and more. And then you have Devante, you know, quote tweeting and saying he's moving to his neighborhood. So, right. You just throw that all together. And I think it's notable how much smoke there is. Maybe not in a definitive sense. No, I would agree with that only for the fact that everybody knows what the money situation is in green Bay. Now, Mike brought up a good point last night. He said that maybe, um, you know, nothing's going to get done with anybody until Aaron makes a decision. I, you know, and and maybe Gudikins did allude to the fact that no, we're not we're not running it back with everybody. We're not bringing back you know Randall. We're not bringing back you know Mercedes. We're not bringing back all these guys that you want because you want them here your comfort level of guys, the guys that are over 30. Maybe maybe he said, no, we, we, we got to get better. We got to do something else. Okay. I, 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 can, I can completely respect that. You know, that if, if Gudikins put kind of put his foot down, then maybe Rogers said, well, then get me out of here. You know, maybe I want to go someplace else. I, but I, I still go back to, and, and, and this, Rogers, if Rogers is going to say, I want to trade, Okay. First of all, how far have we come in less than a year when Rogers said, Oh no, I'm a Packer for life. Remember that? Remember that comment? Yeah. Oh no, I'm I'm a Packer for life. So that's crap. So and if he does want to trade and wants to go somewhere else, I gotta think you're committing for more than a year. You have to. Right? You're not gonna just walk in and do what you've been doing and say, I'll show up, you know, and then everybody Kind of, you know, I mean, you'd have to, you know, you you know, you take the next two weeks off, and then you're back at it, man. You got to re if you're going to get traded, you got to start looking into the team you're being traded to. If this is your last shot, you got to run it back. You got to get on the same page. You got to get a hold of, uh, you know, if it's Nathaniel Hackett, you got to get a hold of him. You got to start working on the playbook. You know, I mean, you can't just say, hey, Nathaniel Hackett's there. Him and Salo, they kind of know the system. They need to coach him up. You can't do that. You know, I, I, he, he, I mean, he'd have to commit to everything. And then you're still learning somewhat of a new system. You're still, you know, learning new receivers. And this whole thing about that he's been preaching for how many years in Green Bay? That, well, you know, the rookies and the guys that I don't know, it takes them a while to get on the same page with me. Well, if you're coming back for one year, that doesn't wash. You can't do that. You know? Now, the Jets took a shot at it when they had Favre for one year, and he played okay, but he wasn't great. He looked awkward. It didn't look like a good Brett Favre. It wasn't until he got over it. And Favre's a different cat, remember. Favre Favre ran the play. 
So it, to compare Favre to Rodgers is the, cerebrally not even on the same playing field. Not even on the same playing field. I, because Rodgers has so many things that he looks at in the Matrix. Favre just ran around and threw it, you know? And remember, Favre had as many interceptions as he had touchdowns. He just he just didn't care. He was going to do anything and everything he could to get the ball to whomever and whatever the play was and the way it was run. Rodgers isn't that guy. So I... I, I, I don't know. I, I just, uh, I think it's just far, like you said, Ben, there's a lot of smoke, and it seems that there's more smoke. But I just, I, it, Rodgers would have to commit for more than a year to me. If I'm, if I'm the Jets, I, I'm not giving up a bunch for a, a one-hit wonder. I'm just not doing it. Although the Jets feel like they're right there, so who knows? Maybe they will. Maybe they'll fall on their head and do it. I mean, they're also the Jets. They probably right. don't think as coherently as other organizations. Right? They're more desperate than others. But sure. I think what this could do is create a pseudo-bidding war or at least drive up the price more than you would expect it to be at. Like if the Raiders right. truly want to make a run at him, if Devontae really campaigns for it, if the Jets are desperate enough to do it, if Rich Basaccia takes the Colts job and he really wants to do it there as well, like there could be a pseudo-bidding war which I think partially is why Goody kind of has to look at what he's worth because there will be certain prices that you just cannot say no to, I believe. Yeah, I, um, that I, that is – that's the other area of concern. And I talked about that. I did uh, a hit with Ern, our buddy Ernie over in Viroqua today at WBRQ, and he was asking me about Jerry Gray. We talked about Jerry Gray last night. And, um, you know, because I was asking Mike about it, And Mike kind of raises an eyebrow at it and says, you know, um, you know, Jerry Gray, when he was asked at some point during the season, a midpoint, you know, maybe a little bit later than that. And he was asked specifically, you know, look, you're the, you're the secondary coach. You got guys playing 12, 13, 15 yards off the line of scrimmage on a third and two, third and five, third and seven. You got guys playing back, and you're playing these soft zones. There's guys running wide open across the middle, and basically Jerry Gray said, "Ah, that scheme, you'd have to ask Joe Barry. I mean, he he just basically said, that's on Joe. That's not on me. Don't blame me for that. Don't ask me, man. I'm not going to throw it. Because it clearly sounded like, I don't agree with it. I'm with you. I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it. Ask Joe. That's not me. And Joe's as milk toast as milk toast gets. You know, philosophically, oh well, you know, we're doing. I mean, he just gives you. You start to get the answer, and the next thing you know, you're. What do you say? And that's kind of the way it is. But it seemed like Jerry Gray, out, peace out. He's gone, man. End of the season. Talk to you later. I don't want any part of this. And you had guys. Kind of, you know, certainly off mic, questioning the scheme, at least early on. Like, what the hell? What, what are we doing? We just want to play. We want to go get these guys. And he, Jerry didn't want him to do it, and then they needed to get everybody on the same page. And then eventually they did, and they played better down the stretch. But, it, you know, you question the coaches that want to get out of there. 
Now, Basachi is going for his third interview with the Colts, and it. And I hate to say this, and I really like Rodgers, man, liking Rich Basachi. I like Basachi. Just listening to that guy, I like him. I like him a lot. He's he's that guy. He's that he's that leader of men, man. He really is. He, he is a night and day difference to Matt LaFleur. And I wish Matt LaFleur was able to keep him around, but if Passaccia gets offered that head coaching job for the Colts, it looks like he's going to go to Indianapolis. So I who's 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 the leader? You know? Who's that coach? Who's that who's that guy grabbing a hold of it? You know, you look at guys that have had longevity and have had success. They're somewhat of a disciplinarian, somewhat of, you know, they take care of their guys. But does you start to compare compare Dan Campbell. Now he hasn't had the same level of success, but he's took he's taken a, a, a craptastic Detroit Lions program and damn near got him into the postseason. They have them all believing in each other. That guy, you know, everybody made fun of for a while, and then all of a sudden his team got on a roll and they went, Whoa, this guy's got something here. You look at a cerebral guy who's very stern, like a Shanahan, Salah, Basaccia. You start to get Andy Reid, an intellect, but he also has a, a firm hand and doesn't take any crap with his team. And then you got, like, Matt LaFleur. And like Mike said, Matt LaFleur kind of wanted to take a hold of this team. Maybe it just came off his phone. I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. I, I said, though, this season, coming into this season, regardless of what happens, and the personnel that are on the field this year is as much about the personnel on the field as it is the coaching staff. I really believe that. And the coaching staff putting these guys in the best position to be successful because they didn't do it last year. There was a lot of failures last year. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. Don't forget, coming up tomorrow, we're going to be at Stoley's Hog Alley out in Oconomowoc between some between uh, Oconomowoc and Delafield, right there in Summit. Come on out. We're going to do the uh, show live from there. So from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., we're going to be at Stoley's. Doors open up at 11. Come on out for lunch. Hang out with us a little bit. We've got some Bud Light tchotchkes to give away and such. But uh, it's all brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Stoley's Hog Alley in Oconomowoc. Come out and join us for lunch tomorrow. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You got to hit it, bang it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, bang it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, bang it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Welcome back to the program. Good to have you on board today. Hey, our friends Joette and Ricky and the gang from the Nice Ash, they are actually in Nicaragua. They're over at a uh, a cigar manufacturing facility and uh, enjoying themselves. I see them on Twitter and on Facebook, but uh, they are over there learning even more about uh, cigars and such and probably experiencing a uh, a nice trip courtesy of, courtesy of one of the manufacturers. But that being said, it's a terrific place to go, whether you're looking for cigars, uh, if you're looking for uh, hookah, if you're looking for entertainment on the weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, always have bands and live music down there. Not to mention a great place to go and just kind of sit, relax, sit in those big leather chairs, sit back, relax, watch some games. Great place, 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. That is our friends over there at The Nice Ash. Go to theniceash.com. That's theniceash.com. Um, 877-867-1670. Uh, by the way, just a couple of days ago, the Packers were at least via Vegas. 
uh, the front runner to uh, land DeAndre Hopkins. Odds Shark now comes out and says, uh, not anymore. The Patriots, Chiefs, Cardinals, then the Packers uh, would be. Uh, the Packers have fallen back some as betting has changed. Ravens, Bears, Giants, Cowboys, Chargers, Browns, Jaguars, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but the Patriots are now uh, apparently have interest in DeAndre Hopkins as well. So talking about getting a veteran wide receiver pass catcher for whoever is under center for the Green Bay Packers. 877-867-1670. Find us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. 877-867-1670. Um, so, Ben, you tell me, with all the smoke and all the stuff that we've been hearing and all the things that are out there, do you think that in just the last 48 hours, things have heated up that much more in the discussion phase for the acquisition of Aaron Rodgers, who has not even yet announced that he's coming back? No, I don't. Uh, and I do think still that he will be back, but I think all that's changed is you have a large event or two events actually out on, I think South and the West coast with the shrine bowl and the senior bowl, you just have events where all the league is together. So that's where these things come from. I think it's the same. Everyone's just waiting. Yeah. I, I, I believe that. I think now you've got everybody together. I think you have guys like Schefter and company, running around from GM to GM to GM, trying to get opinions. And there's a majority of GMs that are probably going to look at this and say, logically, it makes sense for the Packers to trade Rodgers. Work out a deal, lower that cap hit, see if you can spread it out over a couple of years, um, You know, cut bait with some of the older players, make it the Jordan Love time if you believe it. And plus, everybody, the one thing that I, I keep looking at, I, I saw it uh, on Good Morning Football, is no first-round draft choice quarterback has sat for four years. It doesn't happen. It's never happened, and it won't. So that's what people are basing this opinion on, that, well, Jordan Love, is his people are going to say, we want out. We, you, know, you don't have leverage, but we want out, and the Packers have to make a decision. So are you going to run it back for the just one year if you're going to pay both Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers millions of dollars? You know? So... It's it's kind of like, well, since nobody's ever done it, logically it makes sense, so it's going to happen. I just don't think a lot of people take into, the, take into account the, the legacy side of things. And, um, and I was also uh, hearing today that, you know, there's this discussion over on uh, Good Morning Football about Rodgers and, well, the ego will not allow him to retire because it would be the same year then as Tom Brady and J.J. Watt. And, you know, I, I don't think – do I think that is the driving factor in bringing Rodgers back? No, I don't think so at all. I don't – I think that has crossed his mind, but I don't think that is – if I had to say the percentages would be, I think percentage – 60% of it is I can still play. And then another 35% of it is I got a lot of money coming to me. And then 5% of it is I don't want to share the stage and, and you know, cause Tom Brady's going to get all the accolades. You know, I'm considered probably the best technical quarterback ever in the history of the game. You know, look at numbers, look at my statistics, look at my ratios. Everything's just the highest on of highs. I, I'm, I'm the best, but Tom got into situations with teams where they supported him 
with the cast around him, and he was able, with Bill Belichick, to lead them to Super Bowls. And then look what they did for him in giving him a lot of say in Tampa Bay. They ran it back, and he won a Super Bowl there. He proved he could do it without Bill Belichick, and he rode off into the sunset. So he's going to get those accolades. I'm going to be up there with all the stats, but not the rings. And in, in essence, now, on one hand, you can say Rodgers has nothing to apologize for. He has done everything imaginable to be a winner. He has drugged that team to NFC Championship games only to watch the defense give it away and, and to watch stupid mistakes and player, player, you know, stupidity, you know, piss away games. The 2014 NFC Championship game, Seattle, that is the epitome of all of that. So Rodgers doesn't have anything to apologize for. He's won a Super Bowl. He's got all these statistics. He's, he's by far one of the best and most, most accurate quarterbacks ever to play the game. No doubt. Most cerebral. Okay. So he's on this, this, this plateau, this pedestal. But then there is the, yeah, but you only won one Super Bowl. You know, you get the yeah, but just like Dan Marino. Dan Marino was one of the most prolific passers ever. Him, Mark Super Duper, and all that stuff. I mean, it was just... It, it, it was an unbelievable passing game, and Dan Marino led it. And Dan Marino is always the guy, Dan Marino Hall of Famer, but he never won a Super Bowl. But there's the but. So Rodgers is going to be looked at as Aaron Rodgers, man. What an incredible quarterback. What an incredible franchise. But, and then he's part of that, but 30 years, 30 years of unbelievable quarterback play and you have a total of three appearances in a Super Bowl and only two wins to show for it? In 30 years. And I know that the the, the whole the limbo stick is completely skewed way down to get, to get under because Brady made it impossible. Brady and Belichick made it impossible. They just changed the curve, man. But that's still there. So, okay, so you can't get six. So you can't get seven. So you can't get five. You couldn't get two with Rodgers? Three? You know, so do you look at that as a, as a failure in, in, in that sense? I think as a franchise, yes. I do. I think as a franchise, yes. But as Mike Clemens put last night so eloquently, he said, look, Tom Brady, when you talk to guys around him and you talk to the people in that organization, he went to the GMs and said, I will take less. If you promise me, you swear to me, that you will go out and get the additional people we need, whether it's defenders or an offensive guy or a tackle, whatever we need, go get so we can be successful. Now, he still made his money, but he didn't have to be the highest paid. He didn't have to be uh, all this guaranteed and this and that. And, you know, I mean, obviously, towards the end of his career, he made a little bit more money, but he 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 went to them and said, "Make sure you get what we need if I give some million if I don't take the, all the millions because he knew, and it wasn't about the money, it was about the competitiveness. Don't give me the whole Giselle Bunchen thing, okay? I get it. I understand that it's, it could be part of the equation. I don't think it ever was for Brady. When you listen to the people that tell stories over the last twenty four hours about Brady and his competitiveness getting kicked out of parks during COVID because he wanted to get the guys together so they could win a Super Bowl. You know, getting everybody together said, No, we gotta work. We cannot not work. COVID or not, we gotta so they're getting booted out of parks and high schools and such because they're going out and running plays and working together and talking about it. Face to face, having these meetings, you know? 
I, I, where there's, there's all of that to consider, but I still think if you look at Rogers' career, what everybody's going to point to is what an unbelievable quarterback, what unbelievable numbers. He did get a ring, but, and they're going to say, but he didn't get more. And is it uh, a systemic failure on behalf of the Green Bay Packers and the organization? Yes. Systemic failure on Ted Thompson? Yes. You won one and you sat back like you were the smartest guy in the room. Yes, that's on you. They did some things to try to bring guys in, but they didn't do enough. So as much as I think that there is a lot of logic to what's being said about uh, Rodgers going to the, the Raiders or the Jets or anywhere else for that matter, I also think there's some legacy that's tied to this that I think the Packers are kind of just really, it's tugging at their heartstrings going, God, we just wish we had one more. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670, hit us up. Don't forget the Bill Michael Show. We are going to be live all next week from uh, Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona, live on Radio Row, Monday through Friday, the 6th through the 10th. So uh, make sure you're listening right here on each and every day to all the, the fun, frivolity, pageantry, and great guests and such that we get on Radio Row. I just cannot wait to get out to Arizona and uh, just start seeing everybody all over again. It's like a reunion every year. But this year, now that COVID's kind of cleared up and, you know, you're going to start get to a bigger gathering. Because I know L.A., there was a lot of people really afraid of it. And L.A. had a lot of restrictions. But I think uh, once we get to Arizona, it's going to be a lot different this year. It might seem like the good old days, so to speak. So make sure you're listening all next week to the Bill Michaels Show as we broadcast live from Radio Row at Super Bowl 57 in Arizona. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Don't forget about our friends at JL Tire. If you've got something going on with your car, whether it's a knock or the brakes are grinding, maybe you need an oil change because the lights are starting to pop on you, that pesky uh, engine light came on. For whatever reason, uh, check out our friends at, at JL Tire. Now, I know it's a little bit of a drive unless you live in Johnson Creek, but it is worth it. I'm telling you, they're one, they're trustworthy, which is the best. Trustworthy. Secondly, uh, it, it's inexpensive. It's supposed to go into the dealer for, for sure. So whether it's brakes, oil changes, something you need fixed on your car, how about being an over-the-road driver? Right now you're thinking to yourself, man, I might need some new tires. Or you're a fleet owner. You know, they can help you out with that as well. J&L Tire Service right off of 94 at the Johnson Creek exit just north. They can do it all. And they have a huge facility for tractor trailers. So don't be afraid to pull in there with the big rig and say, hey, I need some engine work, some brake work, airlines, whatever it happens to be. They can help you out. They're great people out there. And the best part about it is not only do you get it fixed uh, for a, a very reasonable cost and with honest people doing the job, they also give back to the community. So, uh, man, I, I love those guys out there. I can't say enough about them, Lyle and Chad and everybody that works at JNL Tire Service. They also have one up in Watertown, too. So go to JNLTire.com, JNLTire.com if you need any kind of repair or just, you know, everyday maintenance. Everyday maintenance. Uh, by the way, Aaron Rodgers uh, talking a little bit yesterday at Pebble Beach from the golf outing. Uh, here's what he had to say. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Cole. Got any news you want to share with us? 
not going to San Fran. <laughs> you look great with a cowboy star on your helmet. There you go. Aaron Rodgers not going to San Fran. It was a good shot. Yeah, had a good shot. Not going to San Fran. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, JJ over on the Bud Light live stream says, uh, you're not running it back with Rodgers because it's a young man's game. JJ, I understand that, but not at the quarterback position. It can be. I completely agree with that. But then if it's a young man's game, why did Tom Brady just win one a few years ago? Over the age of 40. Peyton Manning wasn't Peyton Manning, but he still won one over the age of 40 as well. And I still say, I still say, if you know Rodgers, what happened last year and the way he played, and let's not forget, we don't know to what level it's like leaking out in little rumors, little bits and pieces here and there that that thumb was really an issue. Now, I don't know what the issue was prior to the Giants game because he didn't look like Aaron Rodgers. It could have been just unfamiliarity. But certainly after the Giants game, the problems that persisted, the things that we all looked at and went, what? Uh, apparently, according to the little bits and pieces you start to get, that thumb was really problematic. So it would not. it's not going to surprise me at all when he comes back and just throws darts this year. And it's just as locked in as he's ever been. Now, um, he, here's here's kind of the the you know the the catch twenty two to this. If he's with the Packers, you hope that if he because if he gets traded to the Jets, you know he's going in early. He's working with all these guys. He's working with Hackett. They're putting together plays. They're putting together a playbook. They're putting together plans. They're looking at all the personnel. I mean, he's immersed in it, man. Because you have to be. You can't just walk in and go, "I'm here. I'm Aaron Rodgers. Everything's going to be great." You can't just do that. You know, it's, 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 if he gets dealt, man, it is a commitment to the season. You're going to, you're going to prove to one, you're going to be proving to New York that you can take that team and drag them across the finish line. And, and secondly, you're going to prove to the rest of the world that it was a mistake for the Packers to trade you away. That's the way he's going to be. But you certainly hope that he puts that energy, that energy into, um, into what the Packers need, if indeed he comes back. So it's kind of a catch-22 because, I, you know, you don't know if he works as hard if he's coming back to the Packers knowing what he knows and having the familiarity. You know what I mean? But uh, according to people in the locker room that, you know, kind of are around him, you get little words here and there that, yeah, the thumb was, thumb was bothering him. He, you know, it was hard to take snaps. It was hard to do certain things. Um Matt says, uh, how was the thumb in the uh, in the Cowboys game? Uh, right? I agree. Uh, his thumb's not that bad if he's playing golf. Well, don't, don't forget, he's also now, what, four weeks removed from the season? And the thumb was hurt like four months ago, so it was healing up. Uh, Matt says, how did it happen? And he hit it on a helmet. He hit it on a helmet in, uh, in the Giants game, that big last pass, the Hail Mary, if you will. Um, so I, you know, again, I don't have all the answers, 
uh, to be honest with you, but I'm just just telling you what you hear. 877-867-1670. You want to find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Let's go to Steve listening to us in Green Bay. Steve, how you doing today, man? What's up? Hey, good morning, Bill. Thank you for taking the call. I, I don't have all the answers either, but a couple of your topics that you were talking about today struck a nerve with me that I agree with you 100%, and that is um, being a diehard Packer fan, the management style or the coaching philosophy behind our team is something that it's really bothered me, you know? And mm-hmm. if you think about with Favre, the way they acquired him and they built the first Super Bowl team there in the 90s, um, it wasn't just draft and develop. It was they went and got free agents and built a team. And then I think when Harlan kind of stepped away, you know, and Wolf came in, he still continued that. But then when Ted came in, he went back to draft and develop. And I think we're paying the price of that. And I don't think they have realized that or at least acknowledged that to the point that as a fan, I'm satisfied with it. Um, and another thing, um, as far as, you know, commenting so quickly by Coach LaFleur about, you know, that we're not replacing any coaches. I mean, he said that immediately after the last game. I, I don't understand. Do they not have some process in place to evaluate talent both on the field and the coaching staff that he should have gone through before he said that? Mm-hmm. You know, so I, right. I question some of those things, too, that, as much as it drives me nuts that Rodgers and Favre would come and say, well, I don't know what I'm doing, I understand that. You know, They want to see what the team's going to do to put around them to make a run. And if, they don't, if they're not serious about it, why would I be serious as one of them? So right. I, I agree with what you're saying 100%. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I, if Rodgers uh, you know, ever went to management and said, hey, if you can promise me you're going to spend this money in the right way, you know, I, we don't know about it. Uh, and I think at one point or another, you look at it and go, look, if you're not going to go out and get the guys we need, and you're going to keep drafting these guys to be square pegs fitting in the round holes. Just give me the money. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah. what am I saving the money for? You're, you're not getting the guys we need, you know. And that goes back to Ted. Because Ted in the last few yep. years of uh, Ted being Ted, uh, while a couple of the drafts were okay, uh, you know, the, some of the guys that he was picking up and what he was trying to do with them, it was just, it, it was, it, it never made sense. And you could see that these guys were never going to be what they wanted them to be. He was just trying to be the smartest guy in the room. Right, exactly. You know, I think a couple of years ago, too, if you counted the number one picks that were on our defense that, you know, weren't always necessarily our number ones, but we did acquire some people, you know, along the way. I think we had six mm-hmm. or eight out of right. the 11 on the field that at one time were number ones. You know, I think a lot of the philosophy, like you had mentioned about, you know, playing off the line so deep on certain uh, situations, third and two, um, it drives me nuts as a fan watching that because you can almost tell immediately before the ball snapped what's going to happen. And if we can predict that, you know the other team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Appreciate the phone call, man. He drops off. You get on board. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. They got the bingo back. They have the restaurants open. A lot of good things happening. 360 bars, always a great place to go and lounge. And then, obviously, there's gaming. Go to PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com for all the information. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
Now, here's Mike Clemens. In the NFL, the Eagles and Chiefs held workouts to begin installing the game plan for Super Bowl 57. The Eagles are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Patrick Mahomes says that's okay. The Chiefs are used to being the underdog. I mean, uh, we think we've built up enough respect uh, to have a chance to go out and win every game. So uh, whenever you feel like you're the underdog, it gets guys ready to go. Eagles running back Miles Sanders says Philly figured out what the 49ers defense was trying to do. Sanders scored two touchdowns against San Francisco. I just like how we won against a team that, that claims that they physical and, you know, got a lot of players on, us, on the same side. You know, we, pretty, we match up pretty well. And the way we won... Uh, very satisfying. And tributes are coming in for Tom Brady, who for years says he wanted to play until he was 45, and now that time has come. Former teammate Teddy Bruschi was on ESPN. I should have known because of all the conversations I've had with Tom, and he's like, Teddy B, 45, 45. He wasn't the betrothed one, the number one overall pick that everyone looked to, and like, you're the answer, you're the savior. He was you know, everybody knows the 199th pick, and that immediately made him relatable to everyone on the team, all the way to being the person that looked to to set the standard. In between all of that, he had a comeback where he had the torn ACL. He switched teams to go somewhere else to prove he could do it outside of New England, and he did it there also. I don't know what you could ask from a career. It was the perfect career, and it's you know, just congratulations to my friend. We'll have updates on Super Bowl 57 all next week from Phoenix. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Don't forget about our friends at Cunis RV. Go to CunisRV.com. RV camper shows all over the state of Wisconsin. Find our friends from Cunis and get what it is you're looking for so you can get out this summer and enjoy the weather, enjoy the outdoors, enjoy the travel and all the sights and scenes. So fantastic stuff from our friends at Cunis RV. They're Wisconsin's fastest-growing RV dealer. Go to Cunis, K-U-N-E-S.com, Cunis.com. Good stuff. Coming up, uh, don't forget, we're going to be talking with our buddy Ross Tucker coming up here in a little bit, and I'm looking forward to that. Ross is, he's such a good guy, such a good analyst, and we'll talk to him about what he has seen so far or throughout this season uh, with Aaron Rodgers. He's coming up in about 20 minutes, so stay tuned for that. We'll talk with Ross Tucker. He's also got a very unique opportunity, uh, guys, for Valentine's Day. I think, I think they can still get this thing turned around in time, so we'll talk a little bit about that as well. So listen up. So we've got that coming up. I always love see uh, love seeing Ross Tucker at Super Bowl, too. So we'll probably catch up with him out there. But Ross Tucker's going to join us in about 20 minutes from now. Hang in there. One hour down. Campbell, that first hour flew past. Flew past. Flew past. Stay tuned. Whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.